For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Uh, we have also uh, joined uh, by... I guess, Rosa, you, when you emailed me, you said the boss is joining us. Uh, I thought you might have meant Reuben Bradley, but no, you meant Elizabeth Whelan, the CEO of uh, Ground Racing New Zealand. Uh, Elizabeth's uh, with us in the studio. Uh, good morning, Elizabeth. How are you doing? I'm very well, Ricardo. How are you doing? It's a great start to the show by you guys. Really enjoying sitting here listening to it. Oh, well, it's good to have you here and uh, as as part of it as well. And um, I know that you're you're going to spend the hour with us, uh, sitting in the uh, Petoni studio with uh, with with Rosso. Uh, what are your what are your expectations of the next hour? What are you expecting to hear? I've got high expectations actually from these guys. Well, we've just heard before that they've called eight of the last uh, line meetings in the last week, so. For starters, I'm expecting their tip game to be pretty strong. Um, <laughs> all over the form after calling so many races, guys. Yeah, well, it's 5-3 to Andy, by the way. He's calling his fifth meeting today at Monaco, and it's a very important meeting. We're going to talk about it later in the show because uh, we're a week out from Auckland Cup heats and railway sprint heats. Elizabeth, um, look, I was calling you the boss because obviously you're now uh, at Greyhound Racing New Zealand <laughs> in the chief operating officer um, role, but uh, obviously you've been working with SENZ in this partnership and so what are you expecting with the partnership SENZ who you also when you worked in Australia in the thoroughbred code uh, had a um, a really good relationship with SEN there. I'm a huge fan of SEN from that I guess being back um, over in Melbourne for a couple of years um, we worked closely with Hutchie um, with contracts with SEN um, we've come over here I was previously working at thoroughbred racing we had a close involvement with SEN track I've switched to the Greyhounds, you and Andy, for the last few months. We've been hosting a show on SEN Track, and now we've decided to make the switch. We, we're loving the coverage on SENZ, and it just seemed like a really good time to get involved here in New Zealand. Push out some of those good news stories. Obviously, we've got today with Dog Speed, but also crosses throughout the week. We're getting Greyhound content on the news bulletins. We want to let people know just how much we love our dogs, how much they love to race, just like our tagline says. And um, if we can convince, you know, even the casual listener as well that Greyhound Racing is great, then that's all the better. Yeah, well, I listen to SEN on the radio and on the app pretty much all the time now with the, all of the sports that get covered. I love live sports commentary and it's got a stack of that. And um, I've heard in the last few days, um, purely by chance really, uh, Riley Evans on Friday, that was fantastic with Smithy because you know I learned about him uh, being a stock car champion. Um, you know, stuff that I don't know about my own people in, in, in the sport. Uh, John Roberts was on yesterday. He's the president of the Monaco Club, races a lot of good dogs as well. Uh, and Alan Davidson's been on as well. I heard him too. Uh, the one of the part owners of a power superstar is one of our stars of racing. So, Ricardo, it's just great to hear some greyhound coverage uh, on the air, and loving this partnership that we've got. But what we're going to hear after the break is an update on a very important situation, and that is the Hattrick Raceway in Wanganui, one of our key tracks where there are more great Group One races raced anywhere else. It has been closed for the last few months. But this morning, Elizabeth is able to give us an update as much as she possibly can as to where the progress is with Hattrick and if and when we might be able to see it reopen. Well, that is the beauty of having the Chief Operating Officer of Greyhound Racing New Zealand in the studio in uh, Petoni with you, Mark. Uh, we love our dogs. They love to race. Head to lovegreyhounds.org.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. We'll have that news on Hattrick for you up next. It's... um. 
obviously it's, it's quite dear to me because I, I, I call the uh, the Wanganui meetings and I miss Hattrick Raceway on a Friday night and then of course we race midweek on a Wednesday as well but uh, the track has now been closed for uh, a number of months due to safety concerns and injuries that were occurring there and, and clearly that's something that we uh, have to address and Elizabeth it's very important obviously for central districts trainers but because of the nature of Wanganui and the amount of feature racing they have there, premier meetings and group one races. This is actually critical to people right around the country. So what is the latest that you can give us as to what might be happening with Hattrick Raceway in Wanganui? Uh, well, as you mentioned, Mark, the track has been closed since September. So since then, what's happened is we've had an independent review conducted on the track. That's been done by uh, Dr. Michelle Ledger, who's also uh, now our head of uh, welfare at GRNZ. She's an absolute force. She's based in Sydney. And when we employed her, we thought she'd be over here quite a bit. And of course, COVID restrictions, but hopefully she'll be over here soon. She's done a very thorough report on the potential for rebuilding the track. She's come to the conclusion, basically, that the track can be re rebuilt. Um, following that, though, um, we also wanted to make sure um, that there was sort of the economic viability for the track to be rebuilt. If it is, do we have sufficient greyhound population, trainer population, um, vet population, all those kind of things come into play as well. So uh, we then commissioned a second report by Sapire, who... Um, has come out last week with a 32, on the week, past week and a half, with a 32-page document, very, very thorough. Um, they've undertaken an extensive consultation process, um, as have I, along the way, um, where we've got in touch with all of the affected parties, and Sapere's come out with a number of recommendations. And I guess um, the key ones around that is um, that there's a good case for reopening Hattrick Raceway. That's that's number one, that, that's the big thing that they've come out with, but they've also put a few caveats on that, a few conditions that they think perhaps um, GRNZ, the tracks and the club should also be adhering to um, if we're considering reopening Hattrick. When you talk about um, rebuilding the track, obviously there's a, a, a confined amount of space there. So are we effectively just talking about, or say just, I mean obviously it's key, it's important, is it about taking out the sand, relaying it, perhaps recambering it? What exactly are we talking about? We're not talking about a grand redesign. No, and look, I think, Mark, everything is on the table and... Um, when, you, when you go to Wanganui obviously and you look at it those those turns are quite tight and, and, and the camber as well is obviously something that's often been up discussion previously but um, one of the things that Michelle Ledger points out in her report is that the design parameters of Hattrick are actually the same as Sandown and Victoria and also the Geelong inside track and both of those do have sufficient radius and the good transitions to allow safe racing so with that in mind there's no reason why theoretically if the Hattrick track is to be redone um, even if we're sticking with similar designs to those two tracks, that, that it won't be rebuilt safe and better than ever. The track, sort of as it is now, has been there for sort of just over 20 years, which is quite a reasonably significant amount of time. And given we live in the shaky aisles, obviously things can occur. So probably after that length of time, there's always going to be some issues anyway that need to be addressed. Absolutely. And I think having um, you know a regular track maintenance program is certainly going to be key uh, going forward. It's something that obviously the Australian tracks, they've got the luxury of other... Um, you know, lots of other greyhound tracks in close proximity to theirs if they decide to close down periodically for, for maintenance. But um, some of the recommendations to come out of the Sapere report um, include that remedial work that's undertaken on the track, um, that the GRNZ develops an enhanced track monitoring regime that incorporates lessons learnt from issues of perhaps subpar track maintenance at Hattrick. And, and as you say, Mark, the reality is the track has been around for a long time. Um, the other things that have come out of the report um, are that... Gerrans, it considers the appointment of an independent commissioner to oversee track operations, um, but also considers an independent commissioner to be in charge of both tracks. So at the moment, obviously, we've got the two separate racing clubs. We've got Palmerston North and Whanganui. 
Um, and one of the things that's come out of the consultation and come out of this report is potentially having someone in charge to oversee both of these clubs. I mean, I, I it would be going back about eight years now that I was on the board there at Wanganui and certainly talks even then, you know, do, do we merge the central district clubs? They're essentially less than an hour up the road from each other. So all of these things need to be discussed. What we've done is we've sent um, all of this information out to our CD trainers and clubs on Thursday of last week. Um, we're going to have a meeting with all affected parties on the 1st of March, Tuesday the 1st of March, um, and we want to know exactly where the clubs are at. Um, and, and really, you know, we're going to need the buy-in of participants for this to work. Mm. Um, it's quite interesting because we used to have, not so long ago, actually, about four, go, go back 15 years, we had four clubs in the central districts. There was Hutt Park just down the road here from where we are, uh, Wairapa over the hill, Solway Showgrounds, and obviously they have gone uh, and we're down to the two. They were working very nicely together because Wanganui obviously with the, the full circle track and the Manawatu Raceway with the horseshoes. So you've got two tracks, yes, relatively close together, but certainly offering something different. And some greyhounds obviously capable of racing really well on both, others preferring one to the other. And of course, at that, in this juncture at the moment, there's not that choice. We've got some trainers who have got dogs that seem to be better suited to 300 metres at Hattrick that aren't quite copping the 410 metres at, at, at Manawatu. So obviously this is something that's taking a wee while, but you're there trying to push it along now because, you know, obviously people's livelihoods and for people for whom it's a hobby are, are very uh, interested in this moving quite quickly now if we can. Absolutely, and and the it's just the reality of racing in New Zealand now that I think about 65% or so of our races are sort of 300 metre sprinters. So... Um, you've got dogs who for the last few months have been trying to build up to the 410 metre trip at Manawa too. But the reality is some of these dogs aren't going to, to reach that. Um, for them, they need Hattrick back. Um, their other options are, you know, a 12-hour return trip driving up to Monaco to, to race their dogs there on a Sunday. Um, and then on the other side of the scale, you've also got um, trainers who are perhaps wanting to prepare their dogs for the big group races on two-turn tracks. Um, their way of repairing them at the moment is 457 metres at Manawatu and by the time they're travelling somewhere else trying to get their dogs to run 520 metres they're struggling. So it's difficult at both ends of the scale if you've got the dogs who are, who are after the 300, the dogs who are after the 520 metres and if indeed this rebuild does go ahead I think that by and large there will be uh, quite a few happy people out there. Yeah, well this seems to be encouraging uh, at this point in time. We might um, just see if the kennel boy is still awake down there in Christchurch, uh, Andy McCook, because you do train dogs. Uh, well, you help train dogs. You help Janine train dogs. Uh, 83 wins this season. I don't know how many you sort of put your hand up for. But looking on, um, you know, obviously you're down in Canterbury. You're in a completely different district. But Wanganui's be become a very important track given the number of premier meetings, Group 1 races I mentioned earlier. So this is certainly having an impact on people, particularly with the better dogs down south. Oh, it certainly impacts on everybody. Obviously, the, the, the guys in the CD are the ones that are copping the biggest brunt of it, and, and not just for the reason that they can't race their 300-metre dogs, but as Liz said, trying to get greyhounds ready to, uh, to to run and compete in Group 1 racing, and we've seen it when you know the Cole team came down to, to try and compete through the Cup Series and those races. They took a race or two to really get the 520 metres, and tonight or this afternoon at, at Auckland, we see the Cole team racing their cup dogs for next week, this week, just to try and 
get a 527 metre race under their belt, obviously. So it's very tough. It's it's hard for everybody. Obviously, down here, there are dogs uh, that would suit Wanganui and Hattrick Raceway as well to be coming up for the big group ones. And when you've got to go to Manawood too, it's, um, it, it makes it a little bit harder. And it's a different pool of dogs that get to go and compete. So uh, as you said, Rosa, the, the sooner we can get it all sorted, the better it is and, and the better it will be for, for everybody. And Andy, all tracks obviously are under scrutiny because, um, like for example, where you are, Addington Raceway, I mean, it runs four times a week. I mean, that's that's a, that's a lot of use for any venue under any circumstance. It's a lot of use, and, and I think Liz hit the nail on the head as well. We, you know, down here we're probably a little bit worse off. Where, you know, our next closest track's eight hours away, so we can't close down for for things like remedial work to to, to be taking place. So if something goes wrong, they've got a a very limited amount of time to try and fix it. Otherwise, uh, things just go really, really badly. So it's a, a one of those things. It's a sort of a catch-22 situation where obviously we need the safest track we can possibly put forward for these greyhounds to be racing on and at the same time making it viable for trainers to, to, to be able to survive. So, Elizabeth, we just come back to you here. Um, you've gone through the information that's been released to the Central District's trainers. Can you outline again just where to from here, what is kind of a timeline from this point on? Okay, so our next steps, next steps for us at GRNZ, um, we have called a meeting with affected parties on the 1st of March. There may be some preliminary meetings that take place prior to then too um, with the clubs and if we're getting the buy-in of everyone, if everyone wants to go forward with this, then um, you would hope that rebuilding will then start. So there are still a few more hoops to jump through. Fingers crossed that we are getting closer though and from there... I guess my, my slight concern, not in my GRNZ capacity, but is just um, actually getting sufficient labour materials, that kind of thing, because obviously there's such a shortage in New Zealand at the moment. But those are bridges that will cross when we come to them, obviously. Um, I've, I've sort of been careful to keep my opinion out of it right up until this point, but I am a Wanganui girl. I grew up going to Hattrick Raceway. There's not a whole lot of nightlife off nightlife options in Wanganui, so I think <laughs> plenty of locals would be very, very pleased to see Wanganui greyhounds back up and running. Yeah. Uh, indeed they will. Really appreciate that update uh, on that. Uh, Ricardo, you sound like you're uh, wanting to, to get yourself a, a trip to, to, to Wanganui for the, for the grand reopening. Oh, we'll have to. We'll have to. There is a bar there, right? There are, that's, that's, that's a question Absolutely. for dogs, for Cheapest dummies, definitely. Yeah, great. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.